This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. Last week, India signed a 375 million dollar deal with the Philippines to sell the BrahMos missile system. Now this was India's first major defense platform export. With this, India is turning a major chapter in its geopolitical history. Ever since our independence, we have been a big importer of arms, but selling weapons was never on our country's agenda. But all that changed when the current administration came to power in 2014. The UPA government was very clear that defense exports are bad. Uh, the attitude was that India is a peace-loving nation and would not like to be involved in a global arms race. And uh, that changed in 2014 with the new government. Uh, the attitude of the new government uh, was that India needs to focus on defense industry and exports because this is the symbol of power of influence in the region that's manu pabbi senior editor at the economic times who has been closely tracking the defense sector and the armed forces but how did philippines become the candidate for india's first big defense deal an influencing factor for this deal was china you see for years now china has been aggressive in the south china sea and that has led to some territorial disputes something similar to what china has been doing with india and that makes the filipinos and the indians natural allies india has made a significant pivot in the defense market the country is turning from an arms buyer to an arms maker the philippines is building up its defense capability against chinese aggression the philippines wants deterrence against china and for that they turn to india this might be the most strategic purchase i think the afp has made in years but before we proceed further what is brahmos the name actually comes from the names of rivers brahmaputra in india and moskva in russia jointly developed by india and russia it is the world's fastest anti ship cruise missile it can be fired from submarines ships aircraft or even land making it ideal for coastal defense recently the defense research and development organization extended the range of the missile system from the existing 290 kilometers to around 450 kilometers the missiles are produced by brahmos aerospace which is a joint venture company set up by drdo of india and russia's npo machinostroenia coming up on the show how defense exports have become a key agenda for india and the policy changes being brought about to promote exports we will also be discussing the geopolitics shaping these decisions we'll be talking to sanjay jaju additional secretary for defense production with the ministry of defense we'll also hear from sp shukla president of defense at the mahindra group and also the head of society of indian defense manufacturers and of course we'll talk to my colleague manu pappi It's Tuesday the 1st of February. I'm Nehal Chaliawala and you are listening to Vamos Brahmos on the Morning Brief. India has traditionally been an importer of defense equipment. Hostile neighbors meant that for years we were the largest defense buyer in the world. There was the 1962 war which required equipment immediately. When the Americans came in, then the 71 war came in, and you know we were reliant at that time on Russian equipment. So it was basically going from one crisis to another, and the technological bedrock that you need for defense industry was not existing in the country. 
uh, and uh, that is the reason that we were import dependent meanwhile local manufacturing was tightly controlled by the government it was only in 2001 that private companies were allowed to enter the defense sector but even then the private sector was mostly making sub components for global defense manufacturers you see the odds were firmly stacked against indian firms countries like the us russia france and uk were miles ahead of india in the defense game if you take top 7 or 8 countries they actually account for 80% of the world market 20% are then in rest of the world so when india wishes to export its competition will be from earlier companies who are already well established in these countries against whom you are competing large companies who have been in the export business for decades that's sp shukla since the narendra modi led government came to power in 2014 it renewed the focus on the defense sector india now wants to be self reliant the country also wants to use arms exports as a means of diplomacy unlike before bite 5 varshon se bharat mein defense manufacturing ko lekar jo ye nayi urja dikh rahi hai iske piche हमारे अतीत के अनुभव हैं वर्तमान की आवश्यकताएं हैं और भविष्य की चुनौतियां भी द डिफेंस मिनिस्ट्री हैज आल्सो सेट अ टारगेट टू अचीव अ 25 बिलियन डॉलर डिफेंस इंडस्ट्री इन इंडिया बाय 2025 20% ऑफ दिस इज टारगेटेड फ्रॉम एक्सपोर्ट्स हियर्स मिस्टर संजय जाजू it's a strong pitch being made by the government and uh, a lot of enabling policy pronouncements have been done when you're talking in terms of uh, make in india being the primary driver you have uh, buy indian iddm is the default procurement mode for us practically you know anything that we buy now first is tested on the altar of its domestic manufacturing uh, possibilities you also have the positive indigenization list which have been issued there are multiple things which have been done to change the overall defense production landscape you have the private sector which is playing a lead role now we have close to about 550 companies in the private sector which have taken defense license 64% of our total defense procurement budget for this year is now being earmarked for the domestic industry so there are multiple things which are driving the overall defense production ecosystem what are the policy changes which are being brought on ground to give an impetus to exports so see, a lot of uh, processes have actually been improved upon we have revised the standard operating procedure to make the process of defense exports uh, authorization become less cumbersome now we have a completely paperless system an online portal industry need not come to any office they can just apply online and all their authorizations are also issued online and all these authorizations are digitally signed that makes the whole process completely seamless and i think some of these changes actually have allowed our industry to you know start focusing on businesses rather than you know trying to get these authorizations so have these policy changes helped the industry here's mr shukla again exports have three enablers and i'm very happy to say that they have been addressed mostly in last few years first enabler is developing capabilities of the industry that has happened over last 10 years second enabler is having the right regulatory framework which will 
allow exports to countries which do not have their own industry very often it will be africa latin america southeast asia middle east and third you should have economies of scale which come from having large domestic production out of which you export 15 or 20% today 90% of india's defense exports come from the private sector this mostly includes smaller items like tear gas launchers grenades night vision devices fire control systems weapon simulators etc indian companies are also making a lot of components for the global arms manufacturers but to achieve the target of 5 billion dollar exports india needs big ticket sales like the brahmos deal with the philippines mr jaju tells me that the learnings from this deal will also help make it easier to execute similar deals in the future with this we have also been able to you know institutionalize a g2g protocol with philippines and uh, possibly now a similar protocol then cannot can be applied to many other countries in fact the whole process has also been further liberalized earlier everything possibly used to go to the cabinet if come to creating such protocols now a high level committee has been created with the honorable raksha mantri and uh, with this committee uh, we will be able to clear many of uh, the g2g protocols uh, quickly and i think that would aid the export of the platforms being made in our country but besides setting a precedent for indian export the philippines deal also has a lot of geopolitical relevance after all arms exports are a form of foreign diplomacy as manu explains here for many decades now arms exports and arms sales have defined how countries behave with each other india's closeness to russia during the cold war and even after that the central piece of that was the arms trade and because countries with advanced uh, weapons can influence uh, smaller countries by either selling them arms or selling arms to their neighbors uh, to threaten them and uh, the reason a uh, lot of uh, the american influence all, all over the globe has been spread through their use of transfer of arms cheap weapons you know when uh, uh, the us wanted pakistan's help in afghanistan they supplied them weapons money could not have worked there and china has been doing that in our neighborhood they have been arming all of india's neighbors and whoever is your biggest arms supplier also by default gets more trade uh, opportunities because you know they have uh, uh, inherently more more influence on the government uh, which is buying those weapons wow so how significant is the brahmos deal from the viewpoint of it being the first big platform deal signed by india and does it open more doors are there more deals in the offing see it is very significant uh, like uh, for a simple reason that is the first time we have sold a complete missile system to a, uh, a friendly foreign nation this has never happened before the reason uh, that it is big is that this will now open up doors for other exports and brahmos itself will is, is already being looked at by uh, vietnam uh, by the uae Uh, there are other systems on offer like the akash anti air missile system which is also of great interest to these nations uh, and we have some uh, private sector companies which are working towards uh, maritime systems uh, to these countries so what happens is it once uh, a country like a philippines gets used to the idea of indian equipment and you know if the brahmos just prove itself it gives them the confidence that other products for the same country can also perform well geopolitically what would be the mo- uh, motivation for countries to buy indian equipment 
See, a lot of people who sell weapons sell them with a lot of preconditions. You know, the Americans have very strict export control laws. The Chinese use uh, weapon sales uh, to create dependencies. Russia does uh, a lot of weapon sales with because of political alliances. So India does have you know this image of a more independent-minded nation uh, in this region, uh, which is still not you know uh, been bogged down by uh, old problems like you know with the Gulf War, conflict abroad. So India is not has no expansionist ambitions. We are not conducting operations across the globe. So it does inspire some confidence which India can offer to these countries. When countries face common threats, like in the case of India and the Philippines, having similar weapons also allows interoperability of the armed forces. Moreover, India has a geographic advantage, in which we have all kinds of climates. From extreme dry and cold to extreme hot and humid, weapons designed to function in India can pretty much perform anywhere else in the world. Here's Mr. Shukla's take. When a customer outside India looks at an Indian company products, the first question a customer will ask, have you sold to Indian Army? Have you sold to Indian Air Force? Have you sold to Indian Navy? Now, when government buys from Indian companies, both private and public, that becomes a strong testimonial for others to buy. For parts and components, that is not important. Parts and components can be bought by an external customer located in a foreign country because that is a B2B sales. You are making specifically for that defense company as a B2B business. But there is a long way to go before India can rub shoulders with big arms producers like the USA, Russia and Israel. India's exports went up from around 2,000 crore rupees in 2014-15 to about 8,500 crore rupees last year. If not for COVID, the number could have likely been higher. However, this is still just 0.2% of the global arms market. India has just recently started figuring in the world's uh, arms exporters list. In fact, uh, just a couple of years ago, we were uh, featured in the top 25 defense exporters of the world uh, by SIPRI, which uh, tracks international arms transfers. Compared to the total exports of arms in the world, India is still exporting only about 0.2%, while the major share is 37% of the world's arms are exported by the United States. India is very, very low down the chain, and we have a whole a bunch of countries above us. Even uh, Ukraine has 0.9% uh, of the world's arms transfers being done by it. So we have a long way to catch up. Mm-hmm. And in terms of our imports, they have been cut down significantly. Uh, India used to imp- uh, be amongst the largest importers uh, in the world. It is still features in that list, but uh, there has been a 33% dip in arms uh, imports by India. This has been substituted by the industry doing uh, some of the work and uh, you know, uh, encouraging uh, the local industry to supply instead of direct purchases from abroad. Looking at global precedent, how important is the participation of the private sector for other countries? From uh, the examples that we see, uh, Russia as an accelerated example with everything is government controlled there. Everywhere in the world, uh, the defense industry has really grown only after uh, it is free from government control. And I think that's the thrust that is needed here. Biggest global defense companies are all uh, you know, free of government control. They're privately owned. Uh, look at the examples of Airbus. You have BAE, you have Boeing. 
uh, you have Lockheed Martin, all of them are private controlled companies because they are free from the shackles of salary bars or spending uh, amounts on R&D. So this is required here also. And I think there is a thrust to do that. Uh, some of the PSUs in India, for example, HAL, uh, has uh, been listed now. It's a public listed company. So that brings in accountability. And I think uh, there should be a move to uh, do more of that. The Ordnance Factory Board was uh, has been made into a corporatized, corporatized entity now. And I think the government realizes that uh, control by the government on these entities is counterproductive to their innovation. They need to remain competitive, uh, not just uh, for uh, internal purposes, but they have to be competitive across the world because they're selling their weapons abroad. So they, their competitors are now global and not just local. So what does the roadmap look like here onwards? Besides promoting local manufacturing, India is marketing itself as an arms provider globally. We have been uh, working with our defense attaches who are in close to about 70 odd countries and uh, we, we actually have a system wherein a lot of government to government dialogue is happening around with industries participating in webinars with their counterparts on the other side. We have been also uh, coming up with a lot of our export promotion uh, programs. In fact, the marquee events like Def Expo and the Aero India, which earlier used to be more a place for the foreign sellers to come and exhibit their wares in our country have now become more a platform to showcase our domestic manufacturing uh, performance. So it's all been done to, you know, Project India as a responsible uh, partner. And uh, we don't want to have, when it comes to export, a, a kind of a mercenary relationship. It's more a relationship of a partner. Uh, we're not looking at uh, uh, creating uh, a dependence model on some of our uh, buying nations. And they're also aware of the fact that we're also open to uh, getting investments to go into those countries and you know driving their own uh, ecosystems and allowing their also their industries also to grow and i think all this ultimately would help us uh, move towards our target so the brahmos deal with the philippines is a result of policy and politics changes which started years ago it sets a precedent and also announces india as a weapon supplier on a global stage Countries have and do use weapons supply as a form of foreign policy, and India is keen on doing the same. The government is promoting local manufacturers, and private companies are keen to make the most of it. That's all from us today. I'm Nehal Chaliawala, and you have been listening to Vamos Brahmos on the Morning Brief. Producers for the episode, Diareki from ET and Swati Joshi from Avaaz. Sound Editor, Varun Kapahi from Awaz. Executive Producer, Arijit Parman. If you like listening to this episode, please share it on your social media. Write to us at themorningbrief at timesgroup.com. That's themorningbrief at timesgroup.com. We would love your feedback. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a good day. Credits for all clips used in this episode have been mentioned in the description.